It's time to check your money with America's Money Maven, Vicki Brackens. Vicki Brackens is the president of Brackens Financial Solutions Network, LLC, and a registered representative of LPL Financial, member SIPC. Vicki, we got two special guests in the building. Exactly, George. We have two incredible special guests this, uh, this day, and we want to make sure that we take a moment and, first of all, welcome them. And to say to Melanie, Melanie Littlejohn and Tim Penix, who are the co-chairs of the Micron Community Engagement Committee, thank you again for coming on. I know you have been all over the county, all over town, okay, spreading the word concerning some of the incredible things that are happening. But we wanted to take a moment today to give you some more space to flesh out some of the conversations that have been taking place over the last couple of months. Now, I'm going to stop for a moment just to make sure everyone understands what the Micron Community Engagement Committee is charged with doing. As you know, okay, that Micron will invest roughly uh, $250 million through a, what's called a Community Engagement Fund, along with another $150 million is coming in locally, plus another $100 million from the state of New York to craft this fund in order to make sure that we look at some very strategic issues concerning um, workforce development, education, community assets, organizations, and affordable housing. Mm -hmm. Now, that was the framework that we all heard about. But now that you have been involved with the conversations and the long meetings and all of the other things that have happened with your committee members, I'd like to hear from you simply what you really believe the purpose of and the expectations of this fund should be. And Melanie, I'm going to start with you. So first, thanks, Vicki um, and GK for inviting us. Um, it's just an important conversation. And I think what we have been hearing and the reason why this work is so necessary, because if we are actually going to frame the future and ensure that um, everyone has access to the opportunities that are going to come because of it, then we have to gather voices around all of those things that impact um, our community's ability um, to enjoy what's going to happen um, across the community from workforce to childcare, transportation, infrastructure, um, MWBE, um, supply diversity, the, the range is wide. Um, so there is no more important conversation for us to engage in at this moment um, than now. And we have to. Um, all voices have to be at this table. Absolutely. And Tim, why don't you, as I say, take, take it to the top for us as far as yeah. what you really see as the purpose and expectation for this fund. It's a monumental task to take it to the top after Mel. It's already taken it there. But I'm going to attempt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to capitalize on the, the G, uh, GK as well, because I haven't heard that before. Um, <laughs> again, to piggyback is we need to have the conversations. And more importantly, because it's involved in conversations, is getting the impact from the community. The, 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 the focus points from everyone that's willing to share from a group, a large group, an established group, an individual, two, two or three people around a kitchen table. What are your thoughts on how a fund that could get to $5 million, $500 million could impact and assist 
what you think is important towards that, that impact that's coming from the micron as well as the semiconductor effort that's going to be happening. Because since the announcement has been made, there have been more announcements. There's been more companies coming. There's been things that are making the 500 million look a little small and need be because it's a monumental effort that's going to occur. When you think of 9,000 jobs at one location, the potential of uh, 50,000, but all the things that are surrounded around that from highway uh, support, like hospital, uh, fire, uh, I call them firemen, that's not the term, firefighters, um, <laughs> all of the wide range of things that can happen when you have such a large impact in really a short period of time, 20 years. It sounds like a long time when you think of people around a, a committee and thinking of how the funds will ultimately be dispersed based off of what Micron and the state think. But 25 years or 20 years of what we think is going to happen, that's a short period of time. So go ahead, Melanie. I think one of the other points to you know what Tim just highlighted about the 500 million. What we have been saying as we go around the whole of central New York is 500 million we all see as a deposit. Thank you. All right, it is a deposit. We know that we need far more dollars, systems, institutional changes, um, to make that lasting and sustainable change. But what is so different about this moment is that we are doing this type of like high level of engagement to get more voices, to make sure things are, we're getting it right, right? And the barriers are big. Some are, some are bigger than others, but until we catalog it and identify it, um, it, we won't know how how much more we need to 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 um, help fuel the fund um, to deal with these issues. But it's a deposit. Vicky, so can... I, I want to be sure I'm I'm, I'm clear on this. Um, but, but Vicky, this is a but, fund but... for investigation, not for implementation. No, it's for implementation. It is also for implementation. Yeah, George. So. I was going to just roll it back all the way to step one yes. and, and remind people what the Micron Community Engagement Committee is about, because I don't want to assume that every time we mention the word Micron, that everybody knows exactly what we're talking about. Okay. And so I, I think we should just, just take one second to say this Community Engagement Fund is based on the fact that Micron has agreed to invest what a hundred billion dollars over twenty years to build a clean uh, technology um, campus uh, in the town of Clay, and that this fund is and, and other ancillary. When we talk about uh, the fifty thousand jobs or the nine thousand jobs from Micron alone over twenty years, that that's what we're talking about. So I guess I just did that. So now go ahead, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, and, and I want to, George, you bring up an important part. When the people hear the term micron, right. it's so multifaceted at right. this yeah. time. You have the community engagement committee, 
you have the company Micron itself and its plans and um, steps that they've already been taking in the development right. of this prefab. Right. You have the state of New York and others trying to help facilitate that to happen, but at the same time, welcoming new partners that are coming in to be a part of that semiconductor technology. You have, you know, what was most recently announced, and I don't, I can't tell all the details because I don't remember them right now, but it wasn't <laughs> the paper related to tech hubs that was developing a corridor between Syracuse and Buffalo, all right. focused on the semiconductor world. So, you know, it, it's just important sometimes, especially, and I can't speak for Mel, but I'll speak for myself, as we go around our community, sometimes we have to make sure we kind of dissect what role we're in and what yeah, we're representing yeah. versus sometimes being called to represent so many other things that we're not necessarily connected to. Um, and with the community engagement committee, again, I'll speak for myself. Uh, I think I'll speak for, uh, for, for Melanie, that is really important because of who we're engaging in this process. Exactly. That's the community. Yeah. So I'm, 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 glad we're, I'm glad we're doing this because you are right. There's so overlapping circles. We're also in an environment here in upstate New York and central New York where for most people, the things that were happening in the background over the last 10, 15, 20 years were not really felt that much. So it, it feels like we had zero and went to a hundred in a day. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm. Zero to a hundred in a day. So trying to wrap your, just wrap your brain around the fact that um, the, 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 the economy, the growth, all of the things that we know that have actually been percolating beneath the real public surface for quite some time has suddenly, it's almost like the seed that was planted pushed through the soil. And when it pushed through the soil, it was like Jack and the Beanstalk. It didn't go right. to a little flower. It just went right. like okay. all at one time. Okay. And so yeah. we're trying, we're trying to really, really wrap our heads around what's happening and how much this really means. And as you said, all of these overlapping circles. So that's why I was asking you, what's your expectation for the yeah. fund itself at this point in time, now that you've had, I think it's been what, about six months that the committee has been out in, in the in the community. Am I close to the time? It's about right? September. Yes, yeah, right. oh, September. Okay. Active work's been actually happening. Yeah. Actually work. Okay, yeah. so three months. It's really, it's not even a full three months. It feels like a year already because of <laughs> how much time you have to put into it. Okay. <laughs> as far as your expectations. So economic development is a, is a big monster. Uh, economic development has been going on in pockets around the country. Uh, we've, we've seen, you know, blossoming in, in certain areas um, throughout the country uh, and, and all types of formulas tried. Is this arrangement as far as the community investment framework, is this new? Or are we templated and following somebody else's example? Mm. And if it's, we are, where? So we can, which will help, okay, focus. And if not, wow, what a way to lay some <laughs> groundwork. Okay. So well, this is, oh, go ahead, Tim. So I, uh, I had the question to that, to be honest, we were not sure of any community investment framework that may have taken place. But what we have heard from, some individuals within the federal government who have just come and had some conversations that the community engagement committee with the community investment fund is something very new. And they're looking to see how we do to see if we can be a model 
for other places. And if you know you you have you know a couple of days to spend to go research, you should look up the Chips Act that passed in August. That really was a part of what the um, application from Micron and the state in, in, involved the um, the community engagement committee, and they really want to see how we're able to structure a document and a fund that will provide access to disadvantaged populations while this overall impact of Micron is going to happen. Because it really is something that many of the communities that are embarking on the semiconductor world right now, because remember, they're off, they're um, reshoring. All okay, of let's these, go back. These, okay, these, yeah. yeah, these uh, chip manufacturers. And when they're coming back, they're going to have some of the same impact that Micron's having with us in other locations. Mm -hmm. So what right. better model than to have something that will, again, be proven to show to have some impact on the populations? Yeah. And when we think about, to, to Tim's further, Tim's point, when we think about this project was the largest economic development project in the history of the U.S. Right. Right. We are cutting our teeth on this thing every which way we go. And I, I'm, I'm loving it because historically, when we think about what all of us are um, in the middle of and what we are trying to do to change the fabric of what happens here and then on top of it become the blueprint for the country. I, it, sometimes I have to always step back and really check the magnitude of what's happening because it's easy to get tunnel and say, mm -hmm. all right, stop. I gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta go to this meeting, that meeting, blah, 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 blah. But no, time out. It, 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 we have one chance to get this right. Mm. Um, but many steps. Many steps. Many steps, one but one chance, chance. Okay. One chance with lots of steps. Um, and then for us as well to be recognized as the blueprint, when Tim and I, and as well as many others, engage with um, the CHIPS office, the Green CHIPS office, um, it, it the magnitude of what we were doing just really kind of hit us, right? Um, you know, they want to know. They need to know and hear and understand from this community, how are we going to make sure everybody gets a seat at the table? Yeah. Um, that, that's, and, that's one of the foundation pieces of what this is about, bringing everybody to the table where in the past, things of this nature we're done in a very top-down versus bottom-up process. Back office. Back office. <laughs> back, back office. Way back, back office. office. Okay. It, it was a corner office, office but back, back office. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> By the way, we're I just want to do a quick uh, reset. We're talking with Vicki Brackens, America's Money Maven, of, of course, with uh, Menly Littlejohn and Tim Penix, co-chairs of the Micron uh, community engagement committee about uh, their role and the impact uh, of what this means. The $500 million uh, uh, commitment from various different sources, including Micron. So go ahead, Vicki. Okay, so, uh, and, and since you've been so gracious and given us latitude to have actually a conversation versus a presentation, I just wanna go back and pick up a couple of things that you said that were mm -hmm. so important. You mentioned 
the CHIPS Act. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the green, what was it, green what, Melissa, Melly? Oh, it's the Green Chips Act. That's Green the Chips Act. Okay, Arthur. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the chip corridor. We've talked about reshoring. Mm -hmm. These are all events that actually take some historical context to understand. Um, fortunately, you know, I mean, Tim and, and, and George are, are cheating because we can't see the gray hair because it's kind of like it's kind of yeah. up. <laughs> but, okay, but they were here <laughs> during the time frame. In here in, in, in central New York, when we had robust manufacturing mm -hmm. and that manufacturing over time left and moved offshore during the time, probably what around Clinton Bush, Clinton Bush's time somewhere in there. Clinton, and when we Clinton, really were in the heat of it. So that now our manufacturing, particularly in, in our technology areas, went from, from being here locally, meaning a, the country, to Taiwan, Indonesia, Vietnam, and China, okay? as far as the manufacturing hubs. And what's happened now is there's when we saw the COVID, COVID yeah. we realized yeah. we can't get cars because all of our electronics are across the sea. We can't get our toasters to work because all of our electronics are across the sea. And the vulnerability that's there so we had the second largest, I believe Micron is the second largest memory manufacturer in the world, which was there in, in Idaho, or Iowa, Idaho. 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 Idaho, okay, the potato state, <laughs> who now says we have an opportunity to expand if certain things happen, but more so the, the federal government is looking at what do we need to do to off, bring back that manufacturing base. And Syracuse, I've said this for years, Syracuse is perfectly positioned because Syracuse, if you look at it, it on a latitudinal basis, has the same weather pattern as most of the computer processing areas across the world. We're cold. You need <laughs> to be cold. This is the first time being cold is a good thing. Okay. And we have great water. And we have great, great water. Great water. Okay, because no, everybody's asking why Syracuse. Well, hey, great wanna, water. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. I also want to add to that significance of the reshoring and the technology we're talking about. Correct. Right now, our society is advancing in so yeah. many ways, and it's all based off of memory and, mm -hmm. and what we call chips. So if you look at the phones, they're getting smaller, they're getting stronger, and the future is going to be predicated for the powers that the United States wants to be is to have control of the technology like we're talking about. So that reshoring, besides that what we found in the pandemic and the fact that we just couldn't get cars and we couldn't get medicines or whatever else might've occurred, it's now even more a future to a race to who's gonna have the command of that technology. technology. There you and go. having the companies is one thing, but if they're overseas, that's another. So it's really is more critical for that uh, that reshoring as well as why that Chips Act was even put in place to ensure that it was it's as smooth a transition as possible. Because it was going to happen regardless of Syracuse or any other place. We just rose up to again to what your point is for all that work was happening before behind the scenes and you know again we didn't have anything to do with the water as here that's good to the for the snow but all the other things that have happened to start to make this an attractive location for a company like that yeah 
And think about AI. Think about where we are right now with AI and the need for um, data and memory is blossoming tenfold every day or a thousandfold every day um so for us to be at we have housed a company that's at the leading and cutting edge of this wow that's a wow because it means that that the community will be as long as we progress will continue to be in the forefront for many 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 generations to come um you know the i was thinking of the fact that when i started in my career years ago Data processing centers and computers took up rooms. <laughs> right. Rooms. Okay. The memory that's driven from that room is probably in that one chip that's in my iPhone right now. Right. Yeah, it's true. Okay. It, it, okay. And so yeah. we have lived this, but if you are younger, you have not lived that transition. So you may not realize really how special this is until you <laughs> sit with someone who's got a few gray hairs who can walk you through the process of coming through all of this and what this really means. Yes, George. So with then, with all of that being said, the two of you who are co-chairs of a committee of how many people? Nine, 10? 15. 15, okay. And so this is a twofold question. First part is, what is the significance for you two to be doing that, right? Like what, how does that feel for the two of you, right? You're leaders in the community. You all, you both have very, very prominent positions in the community. But to be tasked with this responsibility, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'll echo what Mel said in that that sometimes you have to, sometimes you need tunnel vision to not get caught up in how big it is. <laughs> to get the work done. Yes. And then sometimes you have to just sit back and take that, whole what it's going to look like what you envision it's going to look like to give you all that motivation to say i'm a part of this mm. and, and then that's what's important about the community engagement committee i mean the efforts and who we're reaching out to because all of those individuals that submit the surveys are all part of it right and they're going to be able to look back 25 years from now and say wow you know i committed sir i put in some information on the survey that i think led to that exact thing now again it might yeah. be 100 people that said the exact same thing but the reality <laughs> is they were a part of it and you know, they again, went to a was... public meeting that <laughs> right. They they yeah. they sat and did focus groups and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you think of like the Erie Canal, those that were there when it was completed, yeah. they were dredging those, exactly. Versus those who were there long when it was somebody's idea, right? And for it to come into fruition and then say, "Wow, this happened." Then looking back as we studied it in history classes. It totally yeah. revolutionized New York State. As a matter of fact, the country. Forget about just New York State. Okay. Um, so we're at the, one of those moments, and we're a part of it. And yeah. it's, it's, it's really important. I, I love that, Tim, because those of you who have not participated yet need to. Get so that out, when you look back in history, you can say, I, I was, was there. I was a part of it. I mm-hmm. contributed to this. My voice was heard, and my voice was listened to. You got to get engaged because this at this point in time, this history will never come back. This is it. This is the time. Okay, for, for you to put your stamp on history. Yeah. Melody, it, it, I'm sorry, I stopped you. Who were you about to say? No, no. You it, it is 
it, it is the moment, right? And when I think about, and, and when we, when probably both Tim and I were approached to do this, there was a little bit of, a little bit of hesitancy just because you want to figure out how you can weave all of it into your life, right? And, you know, because we do have different day jobs, right? So how do you weave it in and balance it? And then I just sat back and um, I said, you know what? I've become a grandmother. And um, I said, no, 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 no. I'm doing this for her. I am doing this for all of the people in this community that want and need us to have a voice and a seat at the table because we, again, we get one shot with many steps, Vicki, but one shot. So it, it's, you know, and I know I speak for Tim, it's personal. Mm. It is, it is personal. Um, and I can't think of any more important work to be doing now. And, and, and so, Vicki, I just want to pick up what you were just talking about and just center in on. So this community engagement committee and then back to some of the other questions. And we we're taking extra time and people say, boy, Americans Money Maven is sure long today. We got some <laughs> stuff to talk about because this is really important. Um, let's just sink. Let's get right to the point. So the engagement committee is looking for input. How do they give that input? What have you done so far? And how do we, how do people continue to give input into how, right? The monies that are being uh, uh, administered, not by you. Let's make that clear. <laughs> not Thank by you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Thank you. So how the monies, what are the community priorities? So would you please uh, tell people how to do that? Uh, because I don't want to, you know, we're, we're all in it so deep, right? It, we're taking we're just speaking as if people just know. So what do people need to know about their engagement in this process? Well, I, I would say first, and George, I believe you have the QR code. And hopefully that'll be over my face while I'm saying this. But well, I don't think I have it, Tim. So we're gonna get it to me. Okay, okay, I will get you the QR code again. <laughs> but it, but it'll by, be over your face. Okay? Right, it'll be over your face by the time I get it. <laughs> so make sure you have that QR code that people can definitely scan and complete a survey because I believe they, I know they are still active mm -hmm. and still taking in surveys. There are focus groups that are forming. And if you're in a particular organization or want to connect for a focus group, you can also put information, I believe, through the QR code for that as well. Knowing that we are coming to a point, we are going to be looking to complete the draft by the end of the year, but the we're still taking information. 1231. Yeah, we're looking to have oh. a draft of all the input by, and I keep on oh. saying by the end of the year, but it's more likely gonna be in January, but we're still taking information. Cause remember, okay. this is gonna be a living document. Mm -hmm. While we complete it, there's good, things are gonna change. Things that we're thinking that need to be addressed may change, especially mm -hmm. if we're having success. Right. Um, but we're still going to be taking that information in at least for, for at least, I would say, the next two to three months. Um, I, I'll defer to, to Melanie. But, yep, yep. And, and so not only will you have an opportunity to weigh in with the survey, please do. Um, there are ways that you can contact us if you have a group. We have gone to churches, 
barbershops, hair salons, um, kitchen tables, um, and we've held three big public meetings that no less than 300 people have attended. Um, and there will be more public meetings because after the draft, um, and we are very focused on saying draft because we know that there will be adjustments and changes, but here's a overreaching framework, right? We will be rolling that out and talking to more people to say, here's what we have, here's what we've heard, did we get it right? What else do we need to do? And we are going to iterate this over and over and over again, because the one thing that we wanted to impress upon everyone is the engagement and the dialogue doesn't end. Mm. There is just different phases that it will go into. Um, and then we'll be talking um, about what the framework is for those organizations who are interested in applying, but we're not there yet. Um, we are still at the let's gather all of the feedback and input um, stage. And we've done it all types of ways. We've done it at um, um, events, the state fair, um, community events, and um, with organizations. So that the, the outreach has been um, good, um, but it doesn't stop. So it's so, microncec.org for that survey. If we don't get the QR code, but we will get it, but microncec.org where you can take the survey, attend an event and fill out a question for the committee. Okay, Vicki, go ahead. So that's C Edward Charlie, right? Charlie that's right. Edward Charlie, yeah, yeah. C -E -C. Yes. Okay. Dot org. Dot org. All and right. if you go to the New York State Empire State Development website, you'll see it there as well. Yep. Well, I love the fact, Melanie, that you said that there will be lots of iterations. There'll be lots of revamps, revamp on revamp on revamp each time, honing down so we can get more and more specific uh, concerning the, the challenges. Will, will the key focus portions that have been selected as far as the, as far as the starting point also change? Uh, you know, from workforce development to something else, or is it always going to stay in those silos? I, uh, yeah, I don't know if we I, have an answer. I'm yeah. Sorry. yeah, because yeah. that was the four areas that were broad enough to cover that were submitted okay. with the CHIPS application. With the CHIPS application. Okay. Yes, so that's right. why they have those categories. Um, but just about everything fits within those categories because okay. well, recreation so, fits, okay. education, all of them fit. Um, because again, you know, the impact that we're talking about when reach is going to affect everything. And yes. some things definitely need to be uh, adjusted to meet that. Yeah. All right. Well, well, Tim, you said something that I had not heard before. And that is because there's been a lot of questions as to how were those categories selected? And nobody ever said because it was part of the application yeah. for the CHIPS Act. Okay. But, but um, when you think about what those pillars are, they go like this, right? And and I bet all of us probably would have selected all of those same high level, high level yeah. um, pillars. It's it's how we're going to ideate what goes under each. That's really going to be um, important, and I think that's where we'll see the ebb and flow. Some things will work better in workforce development. Some things, you know, when we start thinking about childcare, 
um, what childcare looks like, transportation, all of those things will ebb and flow depending on how far we move to advance the ball in some of them. Okay. So the, the current draft that, you, that you're expecting the next sounds like about 60 to 90 days when that, when that draft comes out, uh, will that be widely disseminated across the county or yes. Okay. All right, then. And then more comments come in from there. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Okay. So your job yes. is not over in 90 days is what you're saying. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it changes, but it it's changes. Not... It changes. It changes. Okay. Okay. We'll be continue to take surveys. I can't, I don't know how long the small group focus will continue. We can't, okay. I don't know how long that'll continue, but the surveys will be available for a period of time. Okay. So one of the things I, I, I participated in a couple of them. One of the things I observed is that many of the people in the room will actually only be observers of the impact because of our ages. Yeah. And by the time the 20 years passes by, okay, we will not be the demographic that's most impacted by the change, but it will be the realization of a dream that we have had for a long time because we could see what this community could be if we just got that break. Can we, Lord, please get that break? This was the break. But what I'm what I'm asking about or a little bit concerned about is that I didn't see, I saw a lot of gray in the rooms where I was. Maybe it's because of the group that I was invited by. But I'm just curious, in your observation, have you seen the younger demographic, the 20s and the 30s and 40s, who are the people who will really live the impact getting involved? So I love to answer this one because I'm going to cut Melanie off at the chase. No, I want you to do it. <laughs> at, at, yep. at, at, at the public meeting that we had at the most, yep. my distinguished co-chair <laughs> basically took that ball by the horn in a small fashion. There were six to seven young ladies that happened to be in the room. Their ages ranged from 12 to 14. She grabbed them, put them at a table, and conducted a small group session with them, but she put it where they could, they could get it. Mm. What yeah, may make it. your okay. life better? Mm. Uh -huh. What things would help you and make you feel better about your world? And they, you know, I'll let her tell, tell you what they came up with, but clearly they were able to express, we want, you know, a, a clean street, a safe home, I don't want to share a bed with five or a bed with five people or a bedroom with six people. The things that anyone living in a state that they could see something that's more desirable would be wanting to be able to express. Um, and I, I'm going to defer to Melanie just before I say we conducted surveys and we're in the process of doing something with the school district. Okay. Students. We've had sessions with college students okay. that are enrolled as well as any other ch children that may have participated in any of the other events, because we realized, and again, this 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 kind of came about after uh, Melanie worked with those young ladies, is that you were right, Vicki. We're talking about something that they're gonna be the ones living it. Right. You were right. And we needed to make sure we gave them an opportunity to share and have some impact on how their world's going to be. So Melanie, Wonderful. you could tell what they share. I know I stole that moment. No, no, no. Control. And I'm glad you did because you, you know, and and Tim, you you were in the forefront of wanting also to drive these conversations in high schools, right? You're like, no, nope, we got to do these things in high schools. 
for, for a couple of reasons. Not only do we need to hear their opinions, but we need young people to get excited about the future. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so we wanted to take it to them, right. Um, take it to them. And that's what this is about taking it to where people are and young people in particular, because they're going to inherit what we do now. So they should be involved in shaping it. And, and anyone taking the survey as a result of this show, if you have children, do it with your children. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, while you fill it out with them, fill out two, fill out three for every member in the house. Yeah. Good. Good. Because that's a that's a great point of actually, first of all, translating it in a way that they really get it. Yeah. What do you want to see in your world? Mm -hmm. What would make you feel better? Okay. Right. Versus we talk about like you did, George, earlier, this micron thing. Who knows what the <laughs> right now it's right. What, what is my what's what's it going to do for me? How am I right. going to be impacted? Right. Yep. The, the average young person has no idea what economic development means. Right. I, can, can you all before we go? <laughs> Thank you, George. <laughs> I got you, you. You see how I did that? <laughs> I saw you do it because you seem to be winding up, not winding down. <laughs> right, right. Before we go. You know, the paper this week or the Syracuse.com this week had a you know, story about Micron, what it means. The community is still trying to figure out, you know, it's like the, we, we, we've, we've been the bridesmaid before. And how do we, what can you say, and Vicky's been, trying, been on a mission about this, how do you change that perception? So for this one shot, because I know, I heard you say that several times, Melanie, one shot. How do we change that bridesmaid mentality that consumes us so much because of being, because of the perception and the reality of being burned so many times by so many promises that have not been delivered? How do you change that? Because it's, it's you know, the media obviously has a job of assessing and doing all the sides of it. They necessarily can't necessarily be cheerleaders but every yes, time, can. well, they can, but yes, they but every, can. Yeah, but that's right. But because every time, the, what I've been seeing lately is what about and who's going to pay for and how about and what, you know. So speak to that piece if you can. Um, I, I, Mel has much more history in her day job. <laughs> mine's okay. a little, di so we, mine's a we little different but I, I, I'll just say this um, skepticism is something that we know is in our community the only way to ever really change that is someone seeing the actions take place yeah. and while they may not be right now they may not be visible and tangible though some are the fact is, some people are just going to have to wait. And I'm going to tell you right now, Vicky, I'm stealing. You're lying. <laughs> the Jack and the Beanstalk is real. The Beanstalk has, has grown, is growing fast. So people can grab a branch and go for the ride or wait for the next branch to come. Because yep. it's going to keep rising. Um, and I, I'm stealing that because I love it. Because that's a great analogy of kind of what's happening. And if you're real in the real estate, you see it. Oh if you check God. your property values, you see it. Yes. So, again, no one can predict the future. There's too many things. We went through a pandemic. None of us ever thought right. we would see that. But yeah. the reality is, 
this is happening and for all purposes it's been consistent that it's going to happen and, and melanie you were formerly the chair of the chamber of commerce so you have some skin in this game go ahead sure absolutely is it going to happen uh, yes Ye yes right let's just think about a couple of the high level things that have already gone out there we were at um a groundbreaking last week on the steam school 10 million dollars to the team steam school um the commitment to child care and the child care um, one child care center already in Liverpool and then more to come in um, the city of Syracuse. The $5 million simulated clean room up at OCC. Mm -hmm. You don't put that type, that's, that's big. And that's just what I can recall off the top of my head. You don't put that type of um, investment in on a whim. Mm. Like you just think about that 25, 30 million dollars already to help get prepared for the future. Um, and remember, I think all of the people that are on the CEC understand um, that our number one priority is to ensure that no community, no person is left behind. Um, and um, that's that's a that's a commitment. And I think anybody you go to, that's what you're going to hear them say. And guess what? In my day job, trust me, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it, oh and I want to I want to add something real? here before we go. You said that nobody gets left behind. So I'm going I'm to do this and, and I'll take the heat on this one. But you can get left behind if you don't participate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yes. You, you got you got to come to the party. You got to come to the party. So you can't party. sit back and say, I didn't know. Nobody helped me. This is the time where you have to step out. Yeah. Otherwise, you will get the train is going to move right past you. It will yeah. you will not get on board and you will be left behind. And I don't want to see that is what would break my heart. And that's that is my biggest concern. At my hours as well. Absolutely. And that's why we are out doing things like we're doing tonight. Get the word out, get the word out, get the word out, and just and, and go to where people are so they know. Yeah. Look, you got to participate. You must participate and make it at easy. every level. Okay. And make it easy. Okay. The community engagement level, the workforce development level the economic development level, the retraining level, it is not going to be easy in some cases to go back to school, but you must participate. This is a long-term, very long-tailed project. So seeing from here to here, it's not like microwave, you put the popcorn in, the popcorn's gonna come out, no. This is growing the pop, growing the, growing the corn, pulling the corn, shucking the corn, putting it in the bag, taking it home, cooking it and then eating it okay? and, yeah. and, and the so process. and yeah. vicky with that i think you're you know i think oh okay thank you <laughs> george okay so with all that i, I think you'll play I'll give you 15 now. minutes back next week all right and so with that i want to thank melanie littlejohn and tim pennix the co-chairs of the micron community engagement committee for giving us a very robust and heartfelt understanding of what this $500 million community investment framework is about. 
as they said, you need to go and register. I also, if you have any questions, have feel free to reach out to them or reach out to me at info at brackensfsn.com or and be sure to share and subscribe. Share and subscribe this this uh, broadcast with all of your friends. And don't forget to come see us on February 25th at the 16th annual Black History Month Jazz and Arts Cabaret. George, at this point in time, I know my plate is full. Lord. We'll go ahead and say good day. <laughs> and we listen, and we want to thank uh, again Tim and Melanie for a very special edition of America's Money Maven. And we want you to know that Vicki Brackens, oh boy, that's the wrong one. But Vicki Brackens is the president of Brackens Financial Solutions Network, LLC, and a registered representative of LPL Financial Member SIPC. By the way, I just want y'all to know that she is America's money maven.